Welcome to the AJHP podcast series. The American Journal of Health System Pharmacy is the official journal of the American Society of Health System Pharmacists, an association of pharmacists committed to helping patients make the best use of medications. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org. Hello, this is William Zelmer. I'm a contributing editor of the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy, and I'm speaking with Dr. Alex Adams, who is the co-author of an AJHP paper entitled Tech Check Tech, a review of the evidence on its safety and benefits. As the lead author of this paper, Dr. Adams is summarizing work that he did with a senior research seminar topic at the University of Toledo. Uh, Alex, thanks so much for taking time to speak with me today. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the opportunity, Bill. You say in your paper that there's a confluence of factors that is causing a renewed interest in technicians checking technicians. What do you mean by a confluence of factors? Sure. And Bill, uh, what I meant by that is that a lot of the research that's been done on tech check tech to date uh, has been done in the 1990s. So there's been a number of emerging trends and issues from a 40,000-foot view that I think might reframe it in a light and allow us to see it a little differently than when it was a controversial topic way back when. And in broad strokes, there's been an enhanced training requirements for both pharmacists and pharmacy technicians. There's the emergence of new and uh, record investments in health information technology that's added layers of safety to the medication dispensing process. And from an even broader perspective, healthcare reform and the dialogue uh, that we've had as a nation over the last two years, which has been perhaps the most extensive healthcare debate over the last 40 years in this country, have revolved in to a large extent around team-based care and medical homes and accountable care organizations and breaking down a lot of the silos that have historically existed between health professions and working together for the common goal of the patient. As a profession, pharmacy has embraced the opportunity to work across all aisles with, uh, with the other health professions. And uh, to some extent, I think this has helped us as a profession view working with our own support staff. Uh, primarily pharmacy technicians, as more of an opportunity than a threat, as perhaps technicians reviewed in the 90s. And uh, just some concrete examples that uh, two weeks back at the AACP annual meeting in San Antonio, their House of Delegates adopted a resolution affirming that AACP supports the development of a framework to ensure an educated and trained pharmacy technician workforce to, and then I think this is the key, to enable pharmacists to provide MTM and other patient care services. And AACP is not unique in this sense. The National Association of Boards of Pharmacy has had a technician task force. ASHP is part of their pharmacy practice model initiative, has uh, focused in on technicians and how they can enable pharmacists to do things beyond dispensing. So I I think there's a lot of current that might make this issue uh, fresh for reconsideration. Well, and uh, sharing that information about the recent AACP uh, House of Delegates meeting, that brings it right up to date in terms of a very recent activity. Alex, I um, want to mention for the benefit of our listeners that you currently work for the National Association of Chain Drugstores as Director of Pharmacy Programs, but you've made it very clear to me in our earlier discussion that this work in no way reflects any position of NACDS. You're just summarizing some work you did as a pharmacy student at the University of Toledo. Do I have that that's, right? That's correct. In general terms, what did your uh, study, your assessment of the literature show? 
showed that pharmacists and pharmacy technicians function best when they work as a team and that the final verification of prescription medications can be safely and accurately delegated to technicians in very certain circumstances. And data shows that it works in hospital and institutional pharmacy settings that use unit dose distribution systems. As part of my work, I also looked through uh, state laws to see which states currently allow tech check tech. And there's at least nine states that expressly permit tech check tech in institutional settings using unit dose distribution systems. And there's certainly a long way to go. As I mentioned, there's a lot of currents that uh, make this ripe for reconsideration. So hopefully, uh, as a result of this work, 41 other states will consider if uh, tech check tech can work in their state. Sure. Sure. Well, and you mentioned that the published studies have focused on hospital, I believe, card exchange, manual card exchange unit dose dispensing systems. And I wonder to what extent do you think those results are then translatable to other types of hospital drug distribution systems or other pharmacy practice settings? Sure. And, and Bill, as you noted, the, the 30 years of research that we have on tech check tech today has been primarily conducted in hospital and institutional settings. So it certainly limits our ability to directly extrapolate the results uh, beyond those settings, since there are some very unique safety valves built into hospital dispensing. Uh, just some specific, specific examples of that is that uh, refills in hospital settings are usually for very short term. They're in unit dose packaging and they're dispensed to other healthcare practitioners, not directly to the patients, and that enables a third independent verification prior to the medication uh, being administered to the patient. So it doesn't necessarily mean it couldn't work in other settings, but I think there would have to be other pilot projects and demonstrations done in the areas beyond hospital uh, where it could apply. And I, I think high-touch opportunities are central fill facilities or long-term care facilities where this might also make sense to have technicians taking on increased roles in the final verification of certain medications. Well, you know, as we think about the potential for additional research, it, it struck me as I read your paper that none of the research on the safety of technicians checking technicians seems to have been done by what I would call disinterested parties. In other words, it appears as though the researchers had a stake in the results. Do you think that's a valid criticism of the research to date? And if so, might it suggest a need for more impartial research in the future? I think that characterization is accurate, but I think it applies to most bodies of research. In general, research takes time. It takes financial resources. So by its nature, it's going to be conducted by folks who have a vested interest in it, especially when it comes to pharmacy practice research. And in general, you're right. The studies that have been done to date on tech check tech have been done by facilities that are trying to make a case to the state board of pharmacy that it is safe, is accurate. And it's been done as a way to convince the state to more broadly allow the authority of technicians to check uh, in final verification certain prescription medications. So what I think is a better testament and what perhaps is getting to your point about disinterested parties, Tech Check Tech, as a result of some of these studies, has been permitted in some states by a decade to two decades. And I could not find any reports either through the boards of pharmacy or in uh, any peer-reviewed publication of breakdowns and safety, of breakdowns and accuracy of it leading to challenges to patients or anything like that. So the fact that the boards of pharmacy directly monitor in these states or, or have the ability to monitor in some states, and I haven't seen any reports of it, shows that this task can be safely and accurately taken on by technicians. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's a good point. 
some of the research has looked at the impact of tech, check, tech on how pharmacists are using their time. Can you talk a little bit about those results and how hard are those data that pharmacists are not being laid off because of tech, check, tech, but are actually using that time in uh, patient care functions? Well, the, the data relating to the time freed up for pharmacists in these systems is reliant on self-reporting or estimation, and I certainly don't need to belabor uh, the challenges associated with self-reported or estimated data and its uh, accuracy or inaccuracy. Uh, But what we're seeing is that pharmacists reported they were able to spend more time in discharge counseling or uh, drug use evaluation or therapeutic drug monitoring or documentation of adverse drug reactions. And literally any minute a pharmacist is not spent tethered to the dispensing function is one minute they could spend doing clinical activities beyond that. I think that's where it gets down to a uh, programmatic design at the individual practice site. But even above that, some states, California, for example, have specifically stated that tech check tech must not be used as a way to reduce pharmacist staff, that the time must be spent in other activities. So even though we don't have necessarily great data around what the pharmacists are doing, it goes to the old principle of opportunity cost. And that by tethering the pharmacist to non-discretionary functions, they're not having the ability to do more discretionary functions and more counseling to patients and other evidence-based clinical services. Alex, uh, in those states in which technicians, checking technicians, is explicitly permitted by law, can you give us a sense of the conditions that are placed on that permissibility in terms of training requirements or quality assurance monitoring of uh, technicians doing this function? Across the board, in the nine states that I referenced that explicitly describe conditions for tech check tech programs, all with the exception of North Dakota, limit its practice to hospital or institutional pharmacy settings. All of the states have training requirements for the technicians above and beyond what is typically required for technicians in that state. In terms of quality assurance, most states have explicit language requiring that a certain number of doses are audited over time. And why I think that's important is one of the limitations the tech check tech studies to date is that they've only been for a short time frame, a couple of weeks to a couple of months. And perhaps to some extent, the accuracy reflected by the technicians over and above pharmacists might be related to the novelty of taking on a new task, which I called in the paper, the honeymoon phase. And the fact that the technicians know that they are going to be continuously monitored and audited over time, I think psychologically uh, gives them the impetus to, to continue uh, in the honeymoon phase with a, a high accuracy and taking the task very seriously. I've heard you tell a story about your experience as a pharmacy student at the University of Toledo when you were reporting in a seminar uh, the results of your literature evaluation and how you had done a poll of the students before and after your presentation. Could you share that story briefly with me? As you noted, I, I adopted this particular subject as my senior seminar topic at the University of Toledo. In presenting it to the student body, at the beginning, I gave a very brief synopsis of what Tech Check Tech is and the delegation of final verification uh, from the pharmacist to the technician in very certain uh, practice circumstances. And I asked for a show of hands how many folks would support that practice model or would want to practice in that model in the future. And not a single hand in the room went up. 
And after walking through the literature, showing the 30 years worth of evidence of studies showing that technicians are just as accurate and perhaps more accurate than pharmacists and showing how it has led to gains in time for pharmacists to perform activities beyond dispensing. At the end of the presentation, I asked again how many students in the room would be willing to support that or willing to work in a practice that adopted that model in the future, and almost every hand in the room went up. So I think that a lot of the misgivings historically about Tech Check Tech have revolved around a fundamental understanding of what it's hoping to accomplish and understanding that it's only in certain practice situations. It's in uh, it's been validated by research that the technicians are trained above and beyond what they what many students historically think when they think of uh, working with a pharmacy technician. So I think the more people understand about this, the more a crystal clear picture uh, is painted that this has the opportunity to free up pharmacist time and can really be a great thing for our profession at the same time that we're trying to get involved in more integrated models of care, that we're trying to take on more responsibilities in the healthcare team and branch out to areas such as immunizations and uh, medication therapy management and and other services. Uh, Alex, I think that's a wonderful note on which to uh, end our discussion. Thank you so much for taking time with me to talk about your paper in AJHB entitled Tech Check Tech, a review of the evidence on its safety and benefits. This is William Zelmer, AJHB contributing editor, and I've been speaking with the lead author of this paper, Dr. Alex Adams. That concludes this podcast. For more information, please visit www.ajhp.org.